Hello, everybody, and welcome to So What Happens Next Small Screens. I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And it is good to be back. It's been a little bit of a break for us, but you know what? We took our time, we're chilling, and we had a brilliant idea to do none other than kick off a cinematic Star Wars marathon. of the next, I guess, what, ten and a half, eleven episodes, depending on how you look at a solo in there, um, we are going to be covering the cinematic live-action Star Wars films from canonical beginning to canonical end. So we are doing them episodes one through episode nine. I know people are going to have some issues with that, but join us, if you will, as we kick off the first of hopefully a wild ride across the stars with none other than Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace. <laughs> All right, Amber. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Yeah. It's uh just as much as it was a break for us, it was a break for our dogs as well who are not <laughs> familiar with uh, recording apparently anymore. So <laughs> Just in case you hear some barking in the background, apologies. I know it's nothing new and we don't often address it, but they're being extra rambunctious this evening. So, Amber, before we get too nitty-gritty with it, Star Wars, for those of you who apparently don't know, uh, or for some reason don't know, is probably one of the most iconic cinematic universes um, <laughs> to, to ever really happen. Um Starting in 1977 and going on till I think, what, the last movie was like 2018, 2019, something like that? I think it was like 2019. Yeah. Um, and continuing to go on television, I mean, this marathon isn't including like The Mandalorian and what will soon be Obi-Wan Kenobi show and all that other stuff. Hello there. It has spanned generations of people. I mean, I've been immersed in it since as long as I can remember, but Amber... What is your uh, experience with Star Wars? You know, was it there all the time when you grew up? Did you just randomly, like, get introduced to it later in life? Yeah. I feel like Star Wars has always been with me. Like the Force. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like, when I was thinking about it as you were talking, I was like, oh, shit, when did I get introduced to Star Wars? And I can't remember, like, a single point in my life. Same. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't remember. I don't even remember watching it in theaters, but I feel like I did. 
I remember the prequels in theaters. Okay. Obviously, you know, you guys who followed us this long, like, you know, we're not, we weren't born in the 60s or early 70s. So we did not go see, you know, A New Hope. Yeah. Came out. Like, we were not, we weren't there. But, you know, we were born firmly in the 90s and there were, the, you know, the prequels were kind of our big foray, I guess, into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, I don't, I mean, oh my God, I was, if, I was just as much a Star Wars kid as I was a dinosaur kid, man. Like, I <laughs> lived, ate, and breathed Star Wars. Like, there was never a point I didn't know Luke was, uh, or Darth Vader was Luke's father. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know, God. right? Yeah. Like a nearing 40-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> Who'd have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Ah, thank, thank you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Blow the Picture for me. But, like... Yeah, there was never a point where I didn't know that. Um, I mean, you know, we recently managed to salvage the original VHS tapes I grew up with. And I mean, I'm sure if those things even run anymore, I bet you a solid part of that is purely because I ran them constantly as a kid. I mean, I grew up on those three movies. And so between those, the little droids cartoons, you know, the toys, my God, the toys, like... Oh, my God. Brilliant idea to maintain those merchandising rights, uh, uh, Lucas. I, I... I'm sure I paid your bills for many years. <laughs> I know, like me and some friends, like we we were we just fucking love Star Wars. It's it's a movie you could always always watch. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars is is, is very close uh, for me personally. Like Star Wars means a lot. Like it's weird to say that this like movie franchise means a lot. So uh, apologies in advance if there are some super biased takes from either of us as we continue. But let's get into the nitty gritty here. marathon we watched star wars episode one now i know some of you out there will say this is apocryphal uh what you're supposed to watch new hope you know what is basically star wars empire and then jedi and then you go watch one two three and then you go watch nothing else because you're done (laughs) (laughs) or i guess if you're so inclined you watch seven eight nine um, then you can watch Rogue One and then Solo how you please. We figured it'd be interesting, you know, one of the ways whenever we do, because we've marathoned these before. This isn't our first time ever just, like, watching them straight through. Yeah. And we usually go this way. I mean, I personally... Well, you know what? Amber, what do you think of... Do you do you think what we're doing is apocryphal, or do you think that this is a viable way to approach these films? Like, and which do you would you have preferred we approach it in? Uh, I think this is fine just because, yeah, the older films are, like, definitely a little bit spotty for me besides, like, New Hope because yeah, I feel like everything keeps referencing that yeah. one film. Everything else um, is, like, a blur besides, <laughs> like, <laughs> the last one where, yeah. yeah, his Darth Vader ends up dying. Luke's father Spoilers ends up dying. For that Spoilers, too, I'm sorry. Spoilers, by the way, for like all of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm just going to say the uh, top Palpatine now. just flying, you know, we'll get there we'll get eventually. There. But yeah, basically the whole. You remember the big beats. Yeah. You don't remember the details. Basically what we thought was the end to Star Wars, at least to the Skywalker trilogy. <laughs> yeah. We committed, guys. Okay, I just want to say now we committed to doing all eleven films. That doesn't mean we like. Doesn't mean we like all eleven films. (laughs) Um, 
And you know what? We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. But so you're 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 cool with with I guess approaching this as Lucas envisioned it, so to speak. Yeah. Right? Like the one the the in the way it's canonically supposed to, I guess, be digested. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I like it just because I've actually spent a lot of time building up to this marathon, like consuming Star Wars media. Like I replay Jedi Fallen Order. I've been like kind of watching you know more i've already watched it but like the overview stuff of like the clone wars and the new we've watched a uh, book of boba fett we've already seen like mandalorian and, and such um which i mentioned we're not going to be covering but you know, may sprinkle in there just as far as lore is concerned but this film i guess was you know this was supposed to to be the beginning this was the beginning of like obi-wan and anakin and and ultimately luke and leia and, and everything so Let's get into The Phantom Menace. Um, with these ones, since especially these, these prequel movies are pretty hefty, we're not necessarily going to go story beat by story beat, but we'll hit you with the big overarching numbers. This movie, at its general level, is a f- very polit- is almost like it should be a political thriller. I'm not going to lie. This movie, this movie could have been really cool as a political thriller. Uh, unlike later films, this was like completely directed and written like complete creative control was in George Lucas's hands on this film um we see how that came up <laughs> long pause yeah long pause there uh, it's hard to it's hard to say because you know in hindsight uh I don't think it's the worst thing in the world like the guy can build a world the guy has a vision but I think there's some tempering that needs to happen you know and you get that in the original trilogy you don't get that in these this movie basically starts out with what you think is going to be like the worst Star Wars. Scroll. You know what? This one, this one is the worst scroll. This is the worst scroll out of all of them. It's. Have you read? Did you like actually read the scroll in the beginning of this film? Like uh, it opens. No. It is so mind-numbingly you know, dull. I don't really read any of them. I never used to. Yeah. And then I started because I was curious. Because I was like, wait. I remember one time I was watching episode one, and I was like. Wait, how do they start this one? Because all the other ones kind yeah. of are there already, right? Like even Star Wars, like there's an Empire and this shit. I don't think shit. it's the worst one. It's I remember so there was one. It's probably from the newest trilogy. The Dead Speak. It was so bad. Is that where you're going? Yeah. See, that one's the worst because it's just dumb. And it had exclamation points in it, and I was like, Well, yeah. this one, this one bothers me because it's so boring. It's like reading, like <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like trade disputes on the planet of Naboo have created a block, like have forced the trade it federation. Good... It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It does a great job <laughs> setting it up. It's just really like, wow, this is what's going to happen. For a kid, yeah. For a kid, yeah. For a kid, if I actually read it as a kid. I wasn't just completely <laughs> blinded by new Star Wars. Like, I would be like, the what? <laughs> Trade? Trade disputes? <laughs> Taxes? Like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, basically it says uh, that the then-Chancellor Valorum has sent two Jedi Knights, Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's going to be an important character later, um, to the planet Naboo to uh, discuss with the Trade Federation, who is like a conglomerate of trading organizations that basically run the trading world of the Republic, I guess, um, about like letting Naboo go. Naboo is like a backwater Venice. It's just in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the people are weirdly Venetian. (laughs) (laughs) And they got really gaudy jewelry and shit, as we see with Queen Amidala. Yeah, hair is fucking bonkers like, I know I mean and it kind of encapsulates you know our early, your previous episode Flash Gordon 
Like, I know that that's kind of what Lucas was growing up with. Not necessarily, like, the, the movie we did that was in the <laughs> 80s, but, like, the versions of that in, like, the year of the 50s and whatnot. It's like, I get why Amidala's hair is absolutely, like, her whole getup is just fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like, everybody's dressed crazy. It's because, like, that's what is that bombastic, spacey thing. Yeah, I'm sure it must have, like, weighed Oh, my a God, lot. it weighed a ton. Yeah. Some of that shit lit up. <laughs> like the shit on the, on the bottom of the dress like lights up. Oh There's yeah. There's like little balls or something. I'm like, God, those are probably like, those aren't LEDs. There's no way those are LEDs in like 1999. But yes, yeah, so they go to Naboo. Uh, you get some, uh, even for its time, testy uh, aliens who speak with a very uh, <clears throat> specific accent, if you will, but also not specific. The, uh, the Trade Federation. What? What did you say? There, apparently at the time, oh, there was like a lot of... Oh, I uh, see. There was a lot of, uh, whoa, George Lucas is racist. Oh, you mean those green things the with green the big guys. eyes? Like, what? <laughs> this cannot be. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. The, that whole, I like, see. oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it, it's kind of weird. It was apparently weird for the time, too, as I oh. found out in my, like, research into before we did this. Do we even know what species that is? They are... Fuck. I know the name is on top of my tongue. I know they're just not good. Like, yeah. they're usually the... Yeah. Yeah, they're not, like, trade federationers or something like that. They're, they have a they have a species name. Nemoidians. Kate from the planet Cato Nemoidia. Um, and they run the Trade Federation. They're also maybe some racist caricature of, of something. I don't really... I didn't understand as a kid why they talked like that. I just thought it was kind of weird and felt unnecessary. But, you know, they're there. And uh, they're freaking the fuck out because some Jedi showed up. And they're like, ah, shit, what do we do? Um, and they talk to their boss, the diabolical Lord Darth Lord... Wait, what is it? Lord Sidious? Darth Sidious? Yeah, Darth name? Sidious. Um, you know, is obviously the Empire Emperor from later films. But they're like, what do we do? And he's like, you kill them, blah, blah, blah. And, and gives them some shit. They also talk to the Queen. And the Queen is like, I heard the Jedi are there. And they're like, mm-mm, <laughs> about Jedi and they're like okay kill the Jedi so they gas them which apparently you could just get around by just holding your breath because <laughs> he's like oh hold your breath and then they fight this shit when they send the battle droids in when I was yeah. a kid it was it like blew my mind like it, it's like for a child this movie was paced in the beginning so well like the droids come in, and then just the lightsabers ignite in the gas, and they just start fucking up the droids. And they're like, okay, cool, we gotta figure out what to do. And then he's like, send in the droid to cause. And I'm just, as a kid, I'm like, what the? And all of a sudden, these rolling <laughs> fucking droids, they pop up, and they turn on a fucking shield, and these crab droids just start shooting at them, and they can't get in, they can't, they can't deflect the lasers like in the other movies. And they're just like, fuck it, and they just like, force speed run away. It's cheesy as shit as an adult, like, especially the force run thing, but god damn, like, that was so fucking cool as a kid. I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> the droid could, like, shoot them, and it has a fucking shield, like, oh my god. Um, and their ship gets blown up. The random people on the ship blow up because the yeah. droid version kills them. So they gotta sneak down to the planet, which they do because the trade Federation is gonna invade Naboo for some reason it's not really clear why like the whole plan like the emperor i guess to force them to sign this like treaty with them no, so the they treaty's can... to make the war legit oh 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get know. it. I, you know what? I think this... I think that this was Palpatine. Spoilers for, like, the whole thing. Palpatine's the bad guy. I think this was Palpatine's, like, first bungle. Like, okay. I think he thought this would start, like, a war. Yeah. And then it got fucked up. And he's like, ah, poop. Well, I kind of can't... Like, two steps forward, one step back here, you know? And so that's when he kind of goes all in for the Clone Wars. Because this is the only thing I could think of. It's like, why the fuck invade this? Who gives a shit about this planet? Like, yeah, exactly. It's nothing. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they have really nice ships, though. Oh, my God. The sexiest fucking starship. <laughs> like, that's the only way to describe it. Yeah. These things are class. But like, otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Like, nobody cares about it, evidently. So. Right. And it's just like, why did you think this would spark, like, an intergalactic... Or just, like, a galactic war? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand, but okay. Um... Or maybe he was just that diabolical. He's like, this will get me into the chancellorship. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But they go and they sneak down the planet. And that's where we meet one of probably the most controversial characters <laughs> in Star Wars ever. Yeah. Who also, it's the the accent. There's a lot a, more. Yeah. These movies yeah. have a lot of. A, <laughs> this is the second of at least three I can think of in this movie alone. Yeah. Uh, they're representing a particular group of people. <laughs> And it is inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, we meet Jar Jar Binks, which, for those of you who think it was Smeagol first, no, Jar Jar was the first fully digital uh, CG character in a film ever, in a live action film, like, ever. Um, which I gotta give, like, mad props to Lucas and, and ILM for that, because, like, holy shit, like, Jar Jar doesn't look like garbage. Yeah. You know, like, that's the crazy thing is, like, on paper, it's great. It's awesome. It's like he's a CG alien. He looks pretty good. Like he's he's there. He's not he's not weightless. Um, but God, it's just like why why is this character in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> like I guess it's for like the comedic relief. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, because otherwise, like you said, it would have just been strictly like political, like the entire time. Yeah, but. Yeah, I guess he's just there to provide... Because this character is just completely dumb. Like, starts off by, like, pretty much getting in the way. Yeah. And they're just... He's like, oh, you saved me, you know, after seeing all of these, like, battle drones, like, yeah. basically marching um, the attack towards of the, the capital. Yeah. And Qui-Gon, like, slaps one off a speeder yeah. bike. And he's like, I owe you my life. And Qui-Gon's like, that's not a necessary thing. He's like, no, no, I swear my life to you. And he's like, fuck, okay. Yeah. He owes me what you call a life debt. So, but basically, like, they use, um, I was about to say Schmeagel, and then I was like, this is See? not the right no. movie. Uh, Jar Jar Binks to get where they need to go. Yes. Which is uh, he tells them, they're trying to figure out how, where the fu- how the fuck they can get to anywhere because yeah. they're in the middle they're in the middle of some like yeah. swamp. And he tells them that he can go then go to Gungan City, which is hidden underwater in like the deepest lake on or, or, ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Michigan. Uh, I still don't even understand. Like my mind as a kid it was boggling because I'm like, oh, they're in a lake. Like they go yeah. clearly to like a swampy lake and they dive under the water and then like. They keep going, yeah. and then he's like, "What well, if go we through have the... that here?" Well, then he's like, "You have to go through the planet core," and I'm like, "Is that Whoa. just like a name for an incredibly deep point on the planet, or is the core of Naboo?" Any of you guys who know the super deep lore, just because this is one of those things I don't feel like looking up right now, is the core of Naboo just water? 
Because that's the only way I can like it think can't about be. it. There's no way. No. They I mean, be, I guess it could. It's a fantasy dead. world. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. You can make up whatever you want, but the laws of physics don't. Right. <laughs> or I feel the laws of whatever, like how planets yeah, are made. Nature. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah, you just can't do nature, that. Yeah, laws of nature, yeah. But yeah, they go to they they basically talk uh, Big Boss Nass into uh, letting them go. They're like arrested because Jar Jar is banished. Yeah, which he forgot to tell them. Right, he like that. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that because it feels like a flub on the writing. Yeah, because it's like he goes, "Let's go to the Gungan City," and they're like, "Okay, cool, that's dope." And he's like, "You know what? Never mind. Uh, we can't go to the Gungan City. <laughs> I I am not supposed to be there actually." And they're just like, then they kind of him and Obi Wan like really corner him, and they're like, "You hear that? That's the what does he say?" He's like, "You hear that? Yeah. That is the sound of a thousand terrible things heading this way." Obi-Wan's like little hype man for Qui-Gon. He's like, if they find us, they will crush us, grind us into tiny pieces, and blast us into oblivion. I see your point. Let's go to Gungan <laughs> City. <laughs> and they go. Um, and maybe I'll record this as an aside, but God, I still think a Star Wars Jar Jar story would be great. That, like, emotional drama yeah. that I made up. I made up an emotional drama about Jar Jar not being, like, <laughs> suffering brain damage and, like, slowly just, like, descending into his kooky madness, ultimately ending where <laughs> episode one begins. It'll bring a tear to your eye. Um, but not enough time in this episode to go through <laughs> all that. They basically get out. They take a take a little uh, submarine to the human side of Naboo, yeah. I guess, because, like, Naboo has more than one species, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like, I like how, you know, it's not like Star Trek, where it's like, Vulcan is Vulcans. There's no one they else They have but an Vulcans. entire planet, and that's, like, it. Right. Yeah, and Earth is just for humans. Earth and, is people, and, yeah, and Romulus and is Romulus. Yeah, yeah, Romulus, like, it's, it's yeah. All, you don't really have another... Like, it just so happens that every planet ever, with the exception of, I know, like, a couple episodes, yeah. has... A single species that's just like populated the whole planet. Yeah. Like Naboo is kind of cool in that there's people on it, and there's also like these Gungans who, you know, I guess also live on the planet. And they don't like each other very much, like Misa thinks. Um, <laughs> 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 they meet, uh, they go there, they meet the queen, and they, yeah. they basically break in, they save her. And they're like, you got to get with it. We got to get you to get your ass to Coruscant because, yeah. like, which is the capital of the Republic, big city planet. And like, if you don't come with us, like, they're going to fucking kill you. And she's like, well, I don't want to leave my people. And they're like, mm, I mean, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> I don't think it'll matter. And I love how, like, I like Qui-Gon in this movie. I think Qui-Gon might be, like, my favorite Jedi. Like, he's just so, like, I'm not taking any shit. Like, I'm, I'm over so much of this crap. Like, <laughs> she's like, I won't leave my people. And he's like, you're going to die. Like, you can stay if you want. I don't really care. But, like, you you will die. Like, there's nothing that could be done. And so she bails. They they fly away. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we have to gloss over so much because so much, like, so many things happen in this movie that's almost, like, for no reason. Like, it's really weird how long... How, like, why do we have to go to the Gungan City and then go to Naboo? Like, couldn't we just kind of be in the Naboo City yeah. in the beginning? It's really weird. But, yeah, they escape. Uh, but barely. We also meet R2-D2 for the first time. Which we'll get to in later discussions, but it's kind of weird that he's like by the time by the time we get to Rise of Skywalker, he's like sixty years old. He's immortal. He's just, but I mean, it's like 
It's like rocking an iPhone one in twenty fifty two. Like <laughs> being like he's this immortal. Is yeah. He, well, I guess there are some. I think there are some theories out there that the whole story, the Skywalker saga, is like being told by R two and C three PO. Um, which I think is kind of neat, and it kind of gives a different perspective for some of these movies. I don't know if that's originally what George... Originally, George Lucas had this whole thing planned as, like, this... You remember Dune? Like, the the the, the Lynch Dune. Yeah. That, like, how it starts and the woman is like, this is the story of Paul Atreides. Yeah, it's supposed to be Princess R.L., whatever yeah, her name Illurian, is. Yeah, Illurian. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Star Wars was supposed to be, but it was supposed to be, like, this story... That these beings known as the Wills, like, were were saying. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, like, millions of years after these events occurred. And it was supposed to be talking about Skywalker and all that. And I'm like, I'm glad we didn't go that route. It'd yeah. be a really cool book. But I don't think it'd be a good movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, we're escaping. And lo and behold, the, we don't have enough. The hyperdrive's fucked up because we got shot running the blockade. Uh, the only place we can go is a little rock ball called Tatooine. And this is where we begin to constantly go back to motherfucking Tatooine in these goddamn movies. I think the Book of Boba Fett has clearly showed exactly how fed up everybody is with fucking <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> but we gotta meet Anakin somewhere. So he's on he's on Tatooine, and uh, they're like, they park out in the middle of nowhere, and Natalie Portman, who, spoilers, is actually Princess Amidala, Queen Amidala, sorry, uh, but she's like incognito. Is like, I'm going to go with you. Wink, wink. Because I'm just a handmaiden. Wink, wink. And they're like, fucking fine, whatever. Yeah. Which, like, did you know that it's not just, like, Natalie Portman going back and forth in makeup and not makeup? It's not? No, it's Kiera Knightley. No way. Totally is. Kiera Knightley is, in all the scenes where they're together, Kiera Knightley's the one in the makeup. That's... Wow. They, like, actually... <laughs> so, this is another thing that pissed me off about the Book of Boba Fett, is, like, they fuck around with, like, Luke's voice, right, oh, to make us sound yeah. younger. In this movie, they fucked around with what... I think it's Kira Knightley's voice to make her sound more like Natalie Portman. Oh. And I'll be honest, as a kid, like, I just fucking want you. Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, But, yeah, they swap them, I guess, throughout the movie, and it's, like, really fucking hard to tell. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's a thing. <laughs> um, so she she goes with them to the, I don't know, whatever, where fucking Anakin lives, Moss Heisley, some one of those Moss cities. Um, and we meet Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> who, because they're going to, uh, what's it called? Watto, the, like, third, fourth, if you count Boston ass, problematic character in this movie. <laughs> um, Watto is, like, this, what's called a Toydarian. They, like fly instead of walking yeah and they have like an elephant trunk <laughs> um they want to buy a new hyperdrive because the only thing they can do oh yeah and you can't use the force on him no you can't mind trick his species um conveniently enough <laughs> which when you think about it like fucking qui-gon was just gonna steal it yeah like, he was just gonna really he basically so what happens is he goes he goes oh well, you know it's it's pretty expensive like not really a lot of people have like you know nubian stuff and he's just like well, I have like not like two thousand Republic Republic credits, and he's like Crit- Republic credits, like oh fuck you, like only take money, which I feel like isn't ever really elaborated yeah. on what money versus Republic credits is. Like the credits are the money; it's just yeah. a different currency, I guess, because I guess Tatooine's not part of the Republic. So 
He's like, I only take money. And he's like, credits will do fine. And he's like, no, they won't. And it's like, <laughs> he gets like annoyed. He's like, you think you're a Jedi like fucking around with this shit? And he's just like, hmm, okay. And I'm like, wow, that, that really sucks. Like also, but like why? Like why? Like just take the Republic money and go fucking spend it on something else. I mean, I guess it's expensive and you might yeah. get something, but how, look, look at fucking tattooing. How many motherfuckers <laughs> are rolling around with these sleek, sexy ass, shiny ships? Yeah. Come on, bro. Just sell him the guy. Yeah, and it probably he probably would have been a better situation. Yeah. He wouldn't have so much fucking. This is just bad business sense on Waddle's yeah. part. Because he uh, ends up losing everything. But but Amber, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Are you an angel? <laughs> because that is uh, the first words that a young nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker says to young-ish 14-year-old Padme Amidala. Yeah, let's not talk about the age gap here. Whoa, I don't think we can avoid talking about the age gap. <laughs> it's arguably more apparent in the second movie than it is in the first movie, yeah. in my opinion. But obviously more about that another time. Yes, little Anakin over here shoots his fucking shot from the get-go. Like, wow, okay. There's and not a lot of women on Tatooine. Guess he's just like, <laughs> hey, I gotta play the long game yeah. here. Because <laughs> um, she's just like, uh, what? Like, what did this little fucking brat say to me? Uh, what? <laughs> and then he goes, he basically just tells her she's beautiful and talks to him. And you get the classic, like... I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Because she calls him a slave. Which, like, he takes derogatorily. Mm-hmm. But, like, he is a quote-unquote slave. Okay? Yeah. Like, can we talk about this? Mm -hmm. The slavery on Tatooine, is it... It makes me, as an employee feel bad because I can't really see the difference besides I don't have a chip in my head that'll blow up if I try to leave. Yeah. Like, he makes money. He has a job. His mom has a job. They got a bigger house than we do. Yeah, Wada let him off early from work. Uh, it sounds like Anakin's <laughs> just employed. <laughs> like, it's child labor, I yeah. guess. But like, yeah, like we're just one step away from that. We're one chip away from not from just being tattooing, and arguably worse. They got a better house than we do. They have they a have, house. They have a house. Yeah. What the fuck? They're not paying rent. They just have a little they like townhouse. They have food. They have their blue milk for days. Yeah. Fresh fruit in the desert. Like, <laughs> fucking, what, what the fuck, man? I know. He's like, you're a slave? And I'm like, is he a slave? I mean, he is a person and his name is Anakin. But, like, is he really a slave? Like, they talk about how, like, Gargilla the Hutt lost him and his mom to Watto because she was betting on the pod races. But I'm just like, this just seems like needless, like, it just seems like, okay, I'll trade you my employees will now work for you doing the exact same thing they were doing for me continue to pay them like everybody's just like fucking contractors on yeah tattooing. Uh, except of course the weird caveat of if you try to leave your head blows up um which we get after a brief oh god sabulba we need sabulba <laughs> uh <laughs> Because Jar Jar, like, kicks some food. Oh, yeah. He, kick it. he like, tries to eat it, and the dude's like, you're going to pay for that? And Jar Jar's like, pay for it? And I'm like, what kind of utopia do the Gungans live in? Like, what did you think was happening here, Jar Jar? I mean, they probably didn't live like that, but Jar Jar's so fucked up. 
his stupidity has a range, yeah. and I don't like it. It's too there's too much there's too much distance on. Like so sometimes I'm like you're just kind of dumb, and then yeah. other times I'm like how are you that dumb? Yeah, this is clearly a man's store, and he just like thought, hey, fuck it, I'm gonna eat this weird alien food, which it then flies off and knocks a bulb of soup. This little they call it a dug. He's just all legs. He's all legs. Every part of him is both legs and arms. His legs are his arms, and his arms are his legs. And it's just... Yeah. It seems like an evolutionary nightmare. Like, but yeah, him and Anakin have beef. They do have beef. Apparently. Yeah, because they, they're, they're, they got beef from the race, the pod race. Yeah. <laughs> and Anakin's snarky ass comes over to defend Jar Jar, and he talks shit. He's like, ah, oh, these guys are not from around here, man. You don't fuck them up. And he's just like, if I wasn't a slave, if you weren't a slave, I'd fucking kill you. And of course, they're talking in their their beep yeah. beep language, like, you had that one guy, but they went wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm like, again, <laughs> the slavery thing seems to now have a perk. <laughs> like, this dude is like, I would kill you if you weren't a slave. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't think this word means what these people think it means. <laughs> Slavery is a terrible thing. This is... If you weren't a contractor, I'd kill you. That's exactly! Exactly! If you just swap it out, it's like, if you weren't a contractor for Watto Incorporated, I'd fucking kill you. And it's like, I don't, okay. <laughs> like, this is really weird. It makes me feel like we live in a worse world than fucking Tatooine. But, um, yeah, he saves Jar Jar, and yeah. everyone's like, cool buddy, thanks. That's where we get to go to Anakin's house because big sandstorm's coming. I can feel it in my bones, Annie. I can feel it in my bones. Storm coming. Uh, better, better get home quick. As this random old lady selling, I guess, fruit tells Anakin. We get a little flash of Qui-Gon's lightsaber. Which he wasn't really doing much to hide it. Which this is something that kind of confuses me too. Is because like the Jedi are well known. Like... I feel like if you saw one, it'd be like, whoa, crew, there's only so many, Jedi. whoa, Jedi's here. But at the same time, like, yep, that's a Jedi. Like, I don't know. It's it's different, but it's not like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we go to Anakin's house and we meet his mom, Shmi. Uh, they have a last name, Skywalker. For some yeah. reason, they have they have a fucking surname. I don't, I don't understand. I want to know more about Shmi's life. How'd she end up a slave? What happened to her parents? Is she Shmi from Tatooine? Shmi is like Mary... From the Bible, too. Oh, we are going <laughs> to... So, yeah, we, we talk about uh, Anakin and whatnot. We're getting ahead of it, but later we find out that Anakin was a virgin birth. Because uh, Qui-Gon's like, oh, fuck, I tested his blood without telling you, and he's got these things called midichlorians, <laughs> which basically are organisms that give us... People hate the midichlorians. They, re- they really do. I kind of like it. <laughs> Like, it, it makes everything make so much fucking sense, like, why the Skywalker family is so fucking strong, and, like, otherwise it's just like, yeah, the Force chose them to be strong, I guess. <laughs> like, it's kind of silly, because it's like saying, like, the Force could just choose someone else to be to be strong instead. Like, if Anakin was going to pose such a fucking problem, the Force, why couldn't the Force just be taken away? Um, but, yeah, later they explain midichlorians as... Microscopic organisms, they got pictures? Oh my god. They it looks, do, actually. It's so big. <laughs> or is that a mitochondria? It's got oh Star Wars god. letters above it. There's no, it's the same They just picture. took a picture of a mitochondria and put it there. Corporate needs you to find the differences between this picture and this picture. They're the same picture. 
The um, powerhouse of the force. The powerhouse of the force. I love it. Midi chlorians. Oh the powerhouse a, of the force. That would be a great shirt. I. I that, that needs Let's to be. Let's do shirt. it. But it says it in both like Star Wars speech oh, and yeah. like English. Um. But yeah. I, she talks. She's like, I don't know. Just one day. One day I woke up and I was fucking pregnant. There was like no explanation. You weren't worried that someone like I don't even know. I, yeah, it's wild because she's just such like a non-entity in these movies. In this first movie, because she's just like, oh yeah. I gotta stop you right there. There is a my mitochondrion count. Yeah, literally. That's what, what I'm is saying. Yoda's mitochondrion count? Less than Anakin, but a lot. Eighteen thousand per cell. Obi Wan's was fifteen thousand. Palpatine was said to be higher than Yoda's. Right, and Anakin's, Anakin's was highest. at like 20 per cell. Because they say it. He sends it to Obi-Wan later and he's like... Okay, so you're telling me Qui-Gon is a scientist? Like a bench scientist? He was able to no, Obi-Wan calculate... Is. Obi-Wan is. Because what, oh. we'll just talk about it now. Because like, <laughs> he, they're, they're... First off, just to breeze through it, they're like, hey, what do we get this scheme to get the hyperdrive from Watto, we'll have Anakin race in the pod race and we'll bet on him. And then when we win, we'll get our hyperdrive. And at first it's kind of like this innocuous thing. Like Anakin's just like, I want to help these people. And his mom's like, no, don't. I hate that you do the pod racing. It kills me. Right. And then and every time Watto makes you do it, that's the first bit of slavery in this fight. Aside from the chip thing, that's the first bit of slavery. It's like Watto's like, this kid can pod race. No other human can pod race. I'm going to, I can make him do it for me. So I can get money. He doesn't get a choice. That's slavery. Yeah. Having a job is dangerous. Slavery. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not a. It's a really shitty situation, I guess, in this case. But like, it's not what we call slavery. But yeah. So he's like, "I'll do it for you. I have a pot. I still have my old pot, pot racer. I just gotta fix it, and I happen to be really good with that. So you know, we'll do that, and then we'll win some money, and you guys can get your hyperdrive. And they're like, cool. And Qui-Gon's like, well, oh, you must have, like, Jedi reflexes if you're, like, uh, doing a, doing, doing pot racing, pot racing there. And he, like, stares at the camera, like, Jedi reflexes, huh? <laughs> we might as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, he does that. And after they get the whole thing working with some more goofs from Jar Jar, we also meet a naked C-3PO who Anakin personally built, which writes them into a corner when we come to the third movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Qui Gon takes Anakin's blood under the guise of this was the he's so it's so sketchy this man now that I think about it because what happens to your bench work point is Anakin has a big cut on his arm yeah and Qui Gon's cleaning it up for him and they're yeah. in this moment where they're sitting on the balcony and I talking and he's asking about the stars he's like I'm gonna visit all the stars Qui Gon's like mm, yeah cool kid whatever and like uh, he's like ow what was that for and he's like oh don't worry I'm just going to check your blood for infections and he's like oh cool what a guy and he's like, and his mom, mom is like go to bed Anakin or whatever and he's like okay and he runs away and then Qui Gon using his space telephone sends like the blood sample or something to Obi-Wan back on the ship because Obi-Wan is not off the ship he's hanging out on the yeah. ship with everybody and he's like, I need a midichlorian count. And Obi-Wan clicking, clacking some things. And he's just like, holy shit. Like, Obi-Wan does the bench work. He's still making his, his, <laughs> yeah. his paddle and do the bench work. And he's like... This, this, yeah, you got the PI and you got the, uh, the postdoc. Yeah, you got the... Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I need you to do this. And he's like, oh my god, the, 
the midichlorian counts off the scale, not even Master Yoda. I'm like, are these numbers just available? <laughs> this feels like, are there not HIPAA laws in the Jedi Order? Are you just even like, Master Yoda. Or is he like, does he glow? Is Yoda like, mm, like, high midichlorian count I have. Like, off the scale it is. And everyone's like, yes, we know Master Yoda. Did you know midichlorian count of mine is over 9,000? And they're just like, yes, Master Yoda, we fucking know. And just like, that whole fucking thing. Because they know it. And he's like, um, they probably know other people too because he's like, it's bigger than Master Yoda's. And he's like, I've never seen one so high. And he's like, no Jedi has one that high. And they're like, concerned Could music. Could he be the one? I know, that's where, that's where you know, Qui-Gon's getting this idea. So he gets a new idea where he's like, yo, Watto, um, how about we spice up this deal a bit? Because, you know, now it's pot yeah. racing time, which this sequence is so fucking long, and people hate it for how long it is, but honestly, it's kind of cool. Like, as a kid, this was awesome. It kind of could be the finale of the movie, but it happens, like, less than halfway yeah. into it. Also, the hardest game. What, the die thing? The pod racing. Oh, yeah. I thought there was a pod racing. Yeah, wasn't there? I love the pod racing game. Are you kidding? That was the, the arcade game? Yeah. That shit was awesome. <laughs> it was like the most, like, it's close. I, like, I have it on here now on my computer <laughs> now. And it's just, it's fun as shit. The graphics look like, you know, trash, but because it came out in like 2000, but it's fucking awesome. That game, that game's fun. Um, in the arcade, it's funner because you're like in the pod racer or in the pod. But he was basically like, hey, Watto, like, how about we spice shit up a bit? Uh, I bet you more, I guess. I don't know, the ship or something? I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, and I think them. Them? Is yeah, that as bet yeah. themselves to be slaves or something? Yeah. And he's like against the kid, or the pod. He bets the pod racer. Yeah. And he's like, I bet the pod racer It's super fucking fast. Against the kid and his mom, mm-hmm. and Watto's like, no pod is worth two slaves. Like, yeah. Jah, jah. And he's like, okay, then just the kid. And Watto is like conflicted because this kid's making him money. Yeah. And he's like, uh, how about we like roll? And of course, like Qui Gon over here being like fucking sketchy, like, you know, Watto has this die. Yeah. It's like die that, that's rigged. If you look at it in the film, there's more red yeah. than blue. There's like two blue sides, the rest are red. Yeah. He rolls and Qui-Gon force moves it to land on blue so he gets Anakin. Mm-hmm. Watto gets really fucking pissed because I guess Shmi can't do the stuff Anakin does. So, yeah. You know, he does like, it doesn't matter. Sebulba's going to win. Fuck you. And it turns out Sebulba is like the guy who wins all the time because he cheats. Yeah. You get this cool flag parade. We got C-3PO walking around with the flag for Anakin. You see all the cool, you're introduced to all the cool pod racers and their neat little pods. And then, uh... The race fucking begins, but oh no, Sboba fucked up Anakin's pod racer, and him and Quadranero aren't gonna be going anywhere because this other guy's <laughs> fucking bitching four engine pod racer isn't is just not working, uh, which blows up. Anakin fixes his shit, and off to off off we go in this cool high speed Ben Hur esque chariot race, um, which Anakin ultimately wins. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to talk about a pod race. It's really fucking fun, but it God, does it take forever? Yeah, <laughs> we need forever, forever, forever. Like we see Jabba the Hut. By the way, he's there. He's like, you know, with his lady friend Hut, who's like, <laughs> yeah, let's go with the race, and they're doing it. It's really tense, but Anakin ultimately wins. He's actually not just the winner, but the last one standing. Everyone else is dead or crashed or just like stranded in the middle of fucking yeah. nowhere. I guess. 
Like, this race didn't have a winner so much as it had a survivor, um, which is Anakin. And everyone's like, hooray, Anakin won. And that's when uh, Qui-Gon's like, yeah, man, like, let's go back to Coruscant and uh, you can be a Jedi. And Anakin's like, whoa, that's, this is literally a dream come true. And then it's like, cool, mom, we're going to Coruscant. By the way, look at all this money we won. And she's like, that's really cool. See you later, I guess. And he's like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, scene was pretty emotional, though. It is. Yeah. I think this is, this is actually a really weirdly solid and scene. And then the music starts playing. Dude, like, let's take a beat to talk about John Williams absolutely <laughs> eviscerating this movie with music. My God, you can say what you will about the prequel trilogy, but John Williams probably pulled out the greatest soundtrack of his three soundtracks of his career with these films like i love the original trilogy but the prequel trilogy's music blows all of the star wars stuff away hands down duel the fates alone later in this film fucking awesome but this moment amber's talking about between anakin and his mom the music swells it's very emotional she basically tells him something lines like if you know this is you don't have to go but like if this is what you want and, like, like, you have my support. Which, like, fucking shmi, man. Like, what a mom. Like, this is apparent that the Jedi should have just allowed to be present. Because yeah. <laughs> Anakin would have been a better person if shmi was around. Because she's, like, encouraging him to be a good... Yeah. Like, go... You know, this is how you can help people. Like, your purpose is to help people. I know it. So, go do that. And so he turns his back and he leaves and he doesn't look back. And all this time, Darth Maul... Who I can't believe we've glossed over already. <laughs> Who was introduced earlier in the film as the like Darth Sidious's apprentice, who's going to go take care of the Jedi. What species him. is he? He is. He's from a planet called Dathomir. Pretty freaking cool, to be honest. Like, oh my god, he's so goddamn cool. Darth Maul absolutely wasted in this movie. I mean. <laughs> I, you know, it's inevitable that they bring it back. Obviously, spoilers for the Clone Wars TV shows and all that came from that if you haven't watched it. I mean, he comes back um, and is just an absolute badass. I, I love, especially this final season of Clone Wars that came out, like, just fucking great watching him just Sisyphus this whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, he just never learns. But, yeah, he's hunting them. He, he landed on Tatooine, he's hunting them, and then... As they're walking back to the ship, Anakin's like, I'm tired. Like, literally, <laughs> like, I'm tired. And Qui-Gon turns around and sees this, like, dark cloaked figure <laughs> gunning towards them on a speeder bike. And he's like, get on the ground. And he fights Darth Maul. They get, he, Anakin gets in the ship. They start taking off. And Qui-Gon, like, just barely gets away because Maul was, like, kicking his ass and caught him off guard and all this other shit. And they're just like, what the fuck was that? And Qui-Gon's like, I don't know. But uh, he knew some Jedi shit, so we should probably we should we should let our boys know. And then you know Obi Wan and Anakin meet first time, and 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 Anakin's a ship whiz, like he knows how the ships work. And we go to Coruscant. Probably the this movie kind of stops dead to go to Coruscant. I'm not gonna lie, and we're only there for like five minutes. It's it's a little depressing. But the gloss over of what happens on Coruscant is if you've watched the not Disney Plus versions of this movie. Or I guess not even the Blu-rays. If you watch the original, like, DVD of this mm -hmm. movie, you get the creepiest fucking Yoda puppet I've ever seen. Like... Yeah. It's the only digitization choice I think I'm happier with that they just went with the full CG Yoda for the rest of the, this movie because, fuck me, as a kid, I was like... It's, like, weird because he's a puppet. He's an alien. But when you look at 
young Yoda in this movie, it's like this weird uncanny valley of Yoda. He just <laughs> looks evil. I don't know. Like, if it turned around, I was like, oh, Yoda's the bad guy. I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, he's all glossy and shiny yeah. and shit. Oh, God. But you meet puppet Yoda. You meet the badass motherfucker Mace Windu. You meet all the other Jedi in the council, and they're basically like, A, the Sith are probably back. And the Jedi are like, we killed their asses like a thousand years ago. Y'all better have some solid ass. And Qui-Gon's like, I don't know, man, but I fought this dude, and he was kicking my ass. And he had, he, he had a red lightsaber. Red I, don't lightsaber. Know. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> black clothes. Like, either he's really selling the part. <laughs> And he's really good at what he does, or we got the Sith back. Now yeah. like, we'll have to panel, we'll table this right now because politically everything is in disarray because the whole reason they're there is so that Palpat Senator Palpatine and Queen Amidala can go in front of the Senate and be like, Hey, help my planet because your stupid trade federation is like fucking us over and they're killing our people, be waging an illegal war. And so the Jedi are kind of concerned because they're just like, this is this is a big deal. Like, we don't care about this right now. Hubris. Um, and in the <laughs> meantime, they're also, like, testing Anakin. And Anakin is, like, passing this force test with flying colors. And in their hubris and all-around arrogance, the Jedi are like, no, he can't be trained because he is too old. He's not an infant. We can brainwash to become a Jedi. So he isn't allowed. Yeah, which is kind of like... It's the whole f- thing, yeah, is like fucked up. Like how they're they indoctrinating children, and because he's not a baby, he's that they not can allowed. just take, right? Yeah, and like brainwash basically. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is like, he's the most powerful fucking one of you on paper, untrained. He has more potential than every one of you motherfuckers. He's got more um, mitochondria. He's than... got the more mitochondria. Um, <laughs> and. They're just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm like, you're just gonna, are you gonna kill him? Like, (laughs) you're just gonna let him leave. (laughs) Like, this dude who not now is, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, you just promised this kid he could become a Jedi. I mean, that's on Qui Gon, I get it. But you promised this kid he could become a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, which they kind of let him get away with because. He's like, oh, I'll just take up another Padawan. Right. And they're like, you can't do that. And he's like, well, Obi-Wan's about to become a full-fledged Jedi Knight. Yeah. So. He's like, well, no, I can't teach Obi-Wan anything else. He's ready for the, the <laughs> Jedi trials. Make him a knight. And they're just like, you don't get to choose that. And I'm like, but doesn't he, though? Like, isn't that how this works? Dude, Qui-Gon's like, he don't give a fuck. He's like, but it's like I'm a Qui-Gon's <laughs> the only one that makes any... Maybe that's the point. Because, like, Qui-Gon's the only one that makes sense. It's yeah. like, Anakin is super powerful. And you're telling me you're going to promise this kid this shit. And then you're going to say no. And you're going to pull the rug out from under him. Yeah. So now he's going to be angry. Like, and he's going to go back home. Yeah. Knowing he has force powers. And he's going to, what? Like, maybe teach himself how to do some shit. Going to do it. He's going to be embracing the dark side. Because he's yeah. fucking angry. Because and now you got the most powerful dude ever. Also, why isn't Qui-Gon the one to choose Obi-Wan to face the trials? Isn't that the whole point of being his master? I don't... It drives me up the fucking wall. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! Yeah, but you're also kind of, like, leaving him, like, open to, again, to the dark side. And ultimately to, like, Darcidious or any, like, Sith that, like, come for him. Right. Yeah. Even if they don't. You're just leaving the most powerful, potential-wise Jedi ever 
to sit there and stew and hate the Jedi. Yeah. Because you took the life he was promised away before he even got it. Like, I don't know, man. If I was nine years old and I was promised I'd be a Jedi and I was told I was going to be a super fucking awesome Jedi and then all of a sudden the other Jedi were like, you're not allowed to be part of our our cool club... I'd probably harbor some resentment and might even make it a mission to like show them wrong, ultimately resulting yeah. in Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's it does end up that happen. way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it just takes a while for yeah. them to get there. But yeah, there's a lot of issues <laughs> with the Jedi. Um, there's so much actually to really dive into with the Jedi and just yeah. like why they kind of deserve what's coming to them in, in the third film. Yeah. Because. They function as, like, you know, this police state or whatever. So they're, like, you know, like, it basically, like, function like police. So Kinda, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they're just, like, oh, uh, government says you're doing bad shit, so we're going to, like, take you out. And if you're the Sith, we're definitely going to take you out, like, you're bad. Right, um, like, they're the ones choosing who are... Like, not to say that the Sith are good. They're clearly yeah. bad people, but, like... The Republic borders on, like, a theocracy by having the Jedi where they're at in the whole, like, political sphere. Like, they have a lot of power, and they kind of have carte blanche to just express their authority kind of wherever. As long as they don't break the law. whatever. I mean, whatever that means for them. But I agree. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But we next get to Queen Amidala, right? going actually to like the council and talking in front of people dude as an adult i like this stuff yeah i as an adult after watching the clone wars this <laughs> is like spicy shit because like palpatine's palpatine's been talking to her he's like yeah you know they're not gonna do anything the bureaucrats and the only way i think is going to happen is if we suddenly somehow vote chancellor valorum out of this <laughs> chancellorship like i don't know how that could possibly happen you know and of course she goes up and and they do i like i like as an adult i like this scene like yeah. it's just in the terms of the world it's cool cuz he's like go ahead and talk uh said the butler from haunted mansion um, <laughs> <laughs> and she says basically like and it's kind of absurd i feel like it's it's meant to sort of poke at our world right because she's like hey these rich fuckers came to my planet. I know it's in the middle of nowhere. They just invaded it. And they're like, gonna they're killing my people. Like, we're at concentration yeah. camps and shit. And immediately the Trade Federation's like, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening. And at first, they're like, hey, shut the fuck up. You don't, yeah. we don't recognize you. And they let her talk a little bit more. And then they interrupt again. And it's like, they're just like, oh, okay, fine. Whatever. It's your turn. Talk. Yeah. And someone, someone in their pocket, clearly in their pocket, like, uh, seconds their motion for what was like an investigation yeah. or something and they're just like are you fucking kidding me like you're gonna go all the way out there to investigate yeah. if my people are dying there's like so much time for them to clean yeah. this up like what the fuck um and you get that great like I vote for uh I move for a vote of no confidence in, in Chancellor Valorum mm-hmm. and the whole fucking senate goes nuts yeah uh even the little ET I don't know if you know there's like little ET yeah. people yeah um, <laughs> they start going crazy um, and I think that also says a lot about the state of things at the time. Like, I feel like this was literally a matter of time. Like, these events were going to happen whether it was Naboo or not. Because clearly the Republic is so fucking corrupt, is so fucking, like, just messed up to its core. That, like, yeah, at some point, like, how quickly the entire 
thousands of planets were like, yeah, we need to fucking vote on this. Let's kick this guy out. It's like, fuck this dude. And then everyone's just like, uh, in an uproar, like, this is a great thing. And I'm like, everyone was just waiting for someone to say, I think we should vote this guy out. And everyone's like, she knows what. And they vote him out. Yeah. And then, like, it's an election between Palpatine and others. Um, one of them is actually Leia's dad. Okay. Yeah, Organa. Yeah. Um, which I guess I'm kind of surprised he doesn't win. Or is not. They're like, don't even worry about it. They're like, he's like, I don't think it would be very hard to win this political race. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. Uh, fine. Spoilers, he wins. Um, and when he goes to tell her, like, she leaves. Like, she's like, we're going back to Naboo because, like, the Republic fucking sucks. It's amazing to me that, like, Naboo doesn't leave the Republic with the Separatists yeah. in later films. Like, I'm actually kind of shocked there's not, like, a big motion to be like, fuck the Republic. Um, I guess aside from your senator being the chancellor. But yeah, they go back to Naboo. Uh, for some reason, we're taking Anakin with us because we don't know what to do with him. <laughs> um, and we just turn around and leave. Like, we just turn around and we go back. Anakin, I think, gives Padme the little wooden thingy. Right, little, didn't he carve? He carved a thing. I have no. He clue. like t- he took this thing and he carved this little charm. Oh, okay. and he's like freezing his ass off on the spaceship, and she's like, Padme, not the queen, but Pad as as a handmaiden's like, what's up? Here's a blanket, and he's like, I made you this, and he gives her this little. Maybe this is before they go to Coruscant. They're on the fucking ship. It doesn't matter, but like, he gives her this little trinket. He says it's for good luck. You get like a little moment between them, and then on with the show. We get back to Naboo, and it's time to make a fucking plan. And everyone's got this cool idea where they're like, hey, Jar Jar's people got an army. Because earlier, Jar Jar was like, I don't think you guys like us, because we have a fucking standing army and we hate you. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be enough. Um, and so they're like, what if we use the... Gu- this is their plan. We will throw the Gungans wave after wave <laughs> <laughs> at the battle droids of vastly superior and outnumbering army. To distract the droids while we go and infiltrate the the palace and, I guess, save the people and and, and arrest the the kid and Amoidians. You see, killbots have a preset kill limit. Knowing their weakness, I sent wave after wave of my own men at them until they reached their limit and shut down. Kif, show them the medal I won. And, um, Newt Newt Gunray and the Viceroy, whatever, you know, we'll arrest them and we'll be good. And everyone's like, they, you know, they go and they meet the Gungans. They reveal, which as a kid, I was like, what? They reveal that Padme is actually Padme yeah. Amidala, queen of the Naboo. And this other, Kiera Knightley is just a stand-in so that she can die just in case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for episode two. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, come on, Boss Nass. Like, I guess the droids had raided the Gungan city or something and... Like, they're just hanging out in these ruins, and there's like, let's just throw you guys at them. And he's like, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And this is where you get, like, the cool action sequence, where it's like, okay, we got to get up to the ships, we got to destroy the droid control ships, because the Wi-Fi signal's too strong. If we cut out the Wi-Fi, the droids will stop working. Um, but we need to free everybody to do this. So this is the whole thing. Like, it's kind of a cool, like, heisty-like thing. And they start doing it. Everybody goes in. They free the the people. Anakin, of course, has to hide in a starship, a little Naboo starfighter, uh, because we got to get him in space somehow. And that is where you get John Williams' epic 
duel of the fates as Darth Maul enters the room or the hangar or whatever the fuck. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are like, all right, we're going to take it. We're, we'll take care of this. And every Padme leads everybody else, you know, to go off and do the thing. Yeah. And she gets, oh my God, his fucking kid. <laughs> Darth Maul turns his lightsaber on and then he turns it on again. <laughs> and it's just like, he's going to do it. As a kid, my mind was absolutely fucking Yeah, I do remember that. Face. Like, oh my, I think it was in the previews, but just like to watch it happen, you're just like, <gasps> and then it's like, how Again, music, baller, Music is peak Star Wars, arguably. I think only rivaled by the Anakin Obi-Wan fight. Yeah. But they, they're, they're fighting. So you now have kind of three things going on. Is Anakin and R2 fuck about and the ship goes off into space because we have to get Anakin to fly a spaceship. Yeah. So Anakin goes up to space to join the other starfighters to fight in the, the trade federation ship. Jar Jar and the gang are fighting the army. Padme is off doing her thing to get <laughs> to arrest Gunray. Yeah. And then the Jedi are fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts of this movie. And one of the big criticisms of this film is that there are way too many fucking characters in this movie. Yeah. To the point where there's no clear through line, which I, I kind of agree with. There's a lot going on. And for a movie where one of the main characters, Qui-Gon, is supposed to die before the end, we follow him a lot for that. But they have a big fight. There's some clever shit. Kira Knightley shows up. Saves Padme, but uh-oh, the droids beaten the Gungans, whose gun- whose weaponry consists of basically hand grenades and giant all-encompassing shields. Yeah. I feel like they could have invented, like, a slingshot or something. <laughs> like, they just, like, throw it around, like, yeah. David versus Goliath. And I'm like, you guys invented all-encompassing laser-resistant shielding. You couldn't turn this into a gun? Yeah. Like, what? Um, but yeah, the Gungans fight the droids. It's is there some goofy Jar Jar shit? There's some cool like you know explosions, and I love when they turn on the shield. Like it's just cool when yeah. they, when the droids show up and they turn on and all that good stuff. Yeah, your big this is your big action finale piece. You know, Anakin flies his ship directly into one of the droid control ships, which for some reason is actually incredibly easy to do, and no one thought to do it. Um, and he blows it up from the inside, and everyone's like, hey, look at that. Like, somebody did it. Good job. And the droids all go offline because they're mm-hmm. all controlled by the ship. So the gun, it's right when the Gungans lose, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're getting arrested. And then they're just like, okay, cool, we won. Uh, Gunray's arrested. All those are, like, tied up. And then we have to finish off the Darth Maul fight. And this was, like, so fucking cool because, like, Basically, they're fighting in this big power room yeah. or something, right? And then, like, these ray shields are turning on for some reason in a sequence down a hallway. And Qui-Gon and Maul and Obi-Wan kind of get separated between the shields. It goes Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan's, like, maybe two behind trying to catch up. And they're just, like, kind of going back and forth like lions in a cage and shit. And then, like, Qui-Gon and Maul fight because they're right there. And Obi-Wan's stuck. He has to watch. Qui-Gon just, like, duh, they're fighting. They're fighting hard. And then, zeek. Kills Qui-Gon. You just watch him get shanked through the chest. Darth Maul pulls his lightsaber out like it's fucking nothing as, <laughs> as Qui-Gon falls to the ground. And of course, you gotta have that classic. <laughs> from any Star Wars character, in this case, Obi-Wan. And Darth Maul's like, let's fucking go. You're next. Like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, feeling that dark side rage, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. Like, Ian McGregor, I, I like Ian McGregor as... as, as 
<clears throat> Qui-Gon, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I'm kind of excited to see him in the new show, see what he's going to do. But he just goes hard. Like, they start fighting, and Darth Maul is kind of kicking his ass. Like, he, he knocks him down that shaft. He loses his fucking lightsaber. And as a kid, I was like, oh, no, what's he going to do? Like, I don't know what he's going to do. Because Darth Maul's, like, just kind of waiting for him to fall, like, taunting him. Yeah. And then he, like, pulls himself up with the Force, does a flip, pulls Qui-Gon's lightsaber up off the ground, and just cuts Darth Maul in fucking half. As a kid, that's brutal. And, like, he... You know, Darth Maul's like, holy shit, I'm fucking cutting half. And he like, yeah. kinda, and he's just like, oh. he like, yeah, he ragdolls down the thing <laughs> as, his, as his body like tumbles in half, yeah. like his legs are doing, well. oh my God. It's so, it's like, if there was just gore, blood in here, this would be like fucking crazy. Um, they kill him and everyone's, everyone's like, oh shit, well we saved the day. It's all good. You get a heart to heart where Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan like his final wish, which is train Anakin to be a Jedi that's like the, he's the chosen one fucking kid just just honor me do this and which happens much to Yoda's chagrin happens <laughs> um, and we get a burial for Qui-Gon where Yoda and Mace Windu are like this is some serious shit guys like uh, this is sad but uh did we kill like the master or did we kill like the apprentice Sith Lord because one of those is a good thing. One, of, well, neither of are, good, are a good thing, but one of them is a little bit better than the other, and they're like kind of concerned. This foreboding attitude, big parade where the Gungans and the humans of Naboo like join together to be a single kind of uh, alliance. I guess like they don't hate each other anymore. You get Anakin with his little braid. Uh, we talk about Palpatine is now the Chancellor, and then he's like, "Oh, well, watch your career with great interest." Mm, <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> Like, with a fucking mallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you get, that. you get that. And it just ends. Like, you know, like the movie ends. Da, 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 da. And um, that's, that's episode one. It is probably not my favorite of these, even these three, but, like... It's so... Well, what do you think, Amber? What, what, do you, what do you think of episode one? I think episode one is, like, a good start to the series. Yeah. Okay. Because I think... Someone online is, like, commenting on this. I know. I think the... Like, the, the three that came first that were not the prequels, I think... Obviously, for a certain generation... That yeah. was like, like I even know people that are like much older, and yeah. they remember seeing the prequels in three in theater. Yeah. Or sorry, the not prequels in the, theater. The original trilogy. The original the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And for me, like especially with our generation, this is mm-hmm. like what we saw in theaters. Right. Like we did not see the original trilogy like in theaters. Probably. Not as it came out, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah, that. So like to me. I think that's what got a lot of people interested in like Star Wars and especially like when it came out it was kind of like oh introducing like CGI and things mm-hmm. like that because prior to that you would have used like puppets and a lot of like costume design and things like that which there's still like a great deal I feel like in these movies but I feel like we do kind of get away from it more um in the recent like trilogy that came out Um, but they're starting to kind of bring it back in the tv shows that's like really nice to see 
but I think it's like a good like combination of the two and yeah there's some weird shit that only like Luke or sorry uh, George Lucas would have in these films like sometimes you're just like why is this here like why is this music here or whatever the scene here oh my god the dialogue in these movies the prequel movies is absolutely abhorrent I mean it's terrible yeah but now that I'm looking back on it from where we're at right now in terms of like the Star Wars cinematic universe (laughs) like the current state of Star Wars it gets a lot worse like yeah yeah I think as far as these movies go, like, it does get worse. I Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, we thought this was bad. I'm just, like, re-watching yeah. this now. I'm like, it was not that bad. It's a jumbled up movie that could easily be six hours long and probably make more sense. But it's not so without point that it doesn't work in how it is. Like, the pod racing scene, I think, is a great example of, like, it's really long. It doesn't need to be there. You could probably, if it has to be there, you could probably cut it in half and get the same effect. But like it being in the movie just merely elongates the movie and maybe fucks with the pacing a little bit, which isn't a good thing. But compared to like later films where it just like doesn't make any fucking sense, it's just kind of like, I mean, it may, it's fine. Like it's, it's maybe not the choice I would have made, but. Or, like it, it's the movie still achieved what it set out to achieve, which was kind of like set these characters up and go. It could have yeah. done a better job, but yeah. For me, episode one, I mean, you know, it's nostalgic as shit because it's just like, oh my god, this is the first. This is like the first big. The- I mean, I remember this movie was fucking huge. It's crazy. It's like, oh my yeah. god, Star Wars is back. Holy shit! And they're starting at the beginning. Oh my god! Like you know, your brain is just like yeah. set in overdrive. And it probably like. It compared to like the original trilogy looks a lot better. Yeah, at the time, I mean, yeah. not all of it's aged well, but at the same time, we would not have a Coruscant if green screens were in a fucking yeah. thing. I mean, we barely had a cloud city yeah. with the map. There are some really nice moments this. too with like the ships and stuff like hmm. that. And yeah, well, the set design is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot more varied. I think like one of the things that I think is we'll, we'll get to obviously a little bit more later in our marathon, but one of the things like Lucas kind of was has said in interviews is like his whole goal with these movies is like every movie has something new so like you have like new ships or new aliens or whatever like obviously if the plot needs a jar jar then jar jar shows up whatever but like you know the ships are not with the exception of things like maybe the millennium falcon you're you're getting like a new kind of looking ship or whatever and like the newer movies where it's like how much nostalgia can we bait you with before you stop coming to the theater but with all of that being said, Amber, out of 10, standard is uh, this, uh, what's this movie, right? And then would you suggest people watch, so, well, obviously it's Star Wars, so in my mind yeah, it's Yeah, we're like, just going to assume like, You're, you're well, going to watch it. Yeah. Um, at least once. So my question for this week is going to be, should you start with episode one or should you start with episode, what is four, Star Wars, A New Hope? So, rating, and then which do you think you should start with, regardless of can- canonical chronology and all that shit? So, for ranking, I would give this, like, a 7 out of 10. Wow, really? Yeah. Holy shit, Is okay. that bad? <laughs> no, no, no. I, a lot of people hate this movie. Really? This is, okay. like, a lot of people call this the I worst of the prequel I didn't think it was that movies. bad. I thought it was okay. It's like a C. Yeah. A C minus, actually. Yeah, so it's not, like, amazing, but 
it's not as bad as people say. Come yeah, on. I, I will be giving out worse ratings um, much later. But <laughs> for now, <laughs> we're going to go with the 7 out of 10. And as for where to start when it comes to the Star Wars Cinematic Universe, Oof. I would definitely... <laughs> SWC. Yeah. I would actually start with episode one. Really? Yeah. My God. There's, start with the prequels and yeah. Just there's people go probably feet foaming at the mouth right now. I want you to know I'm this. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be. You have your, it's okay to have your opinions. <laughs> wow. So why why would you start with this? Why why would you start with one instead of the originals? Because you're go- you're supposed to be going in order. Okay. Yeah. I, that's fine. Don't. Especially when we get to things like Rogue One. And then start out with New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that fits perfectly. It's like Legos, and they just, like, go together. Yeah. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. You know, that's... And it, we'll get to it, obviously, you know, in a few more episodes. But you're, I think Rogue One really does change the game. Yeah. In, in how. Because I, 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 like, I think I, I think might... It, agree with you here yeah. if you can if you can handle obviously the fact that three of these movies came out like 30 years yeah. prior if you don't you know worry about the special effects differences and all that shit then like I can see where you're coming from because if you do watch all of the movies that are out currently in canonical chronological order then like Rogue One kind of nicely sits all of it into four and four just feels like a commu- continuation like, I guess you could start four, four, five, six, and then you can go one, two, three, solo, rogue one. And then you're like, I think like you'd be kind of left hanging yeah. because you finish rogue one and you're like, cool, now go skip all the way to episode seven. Like, that's really kind of weird nowadays. So I could see that. Um, my ra- So I guess I kind of agree. Like, if you're going to watch all of them like we are then I think this is kind of how you do it if you're gonna watch it in like trilogy sequencing then I think I'd have to say go with the original trilogy first like I think I would go four five six one two three seven eight nine but those two story movies are out there and that that changes things rating this is probably for me I think I would give this something like a 6.5 okay like because you're right it's not that bad. Like, everyone makes it out to be this horrible atrocity of cinema. <laughs> and I'm like, look, there's a ton of CGI, and sometimes it's really jarring. And yes, Jar Jar's annoying as shit, but, like, can I watch this movie and not have a problem with it? Yeah. And, like, every time I watch it, there's a little bit more to, like, pull out of it. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm too hardcore of a, of a fan, and, like, I just can apply other outside knowledge to it so it means more or seems cooler... But I think on its own, it's at the very least like an interesting movie that tries to be a lot of different movies, like thematic, like a, a genre-wise. But it's cool. Like I, I think it's just cool. And yeah, there's a little bit of bias and nostalgia because like this was the first one I saw in theaters, and it just like blew me away as a kid. And it wasn't boring. Like as a kid, this movie was anything but boring, which is weird because I'm like, people talk about how boring it was, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Little Kid Thomas thought this movie fucking rocked. And, like, <laughs> watching it now, I'm kind of surprised why Little Kid Thomas didn't think it was boring. Because I'm like, there's a lot of, like, lulls in this movie yeah. where nothing happens for a while. But then there's pod racing. And there's Darth Maul with two lightsabers. Or double lightsabers. Like, fucking crazy shit, man. Um, but, yeah. I think that's going to kind of do it for Star Wars Episode One. 
obviously, we're going to be continuing on with Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. But uh, preemptively, Amber, are you going into Episode 2 hyped after watching Episode 1? Or are you kind of like, ugh, I don't like Episode 2? I think hyped. Really? Yeah. 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 Because, again, I enjoy watching all of these except for the last three. I feel like we're going to have some hard digs in there. So, yeah. (laughs) The build-up. That's what it's all about. It's what the marathon's all about. It's build-up. And then if you get there, you're going to be, like, enraged. Yeah. So, but, yeah, looking forward to it. It's also going to be a little bit kooky, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening, so... This movie's got a lot some... of sexual tension. Well, it, it thinks it has sexual tension, <laughs> but <That's> awkward. <laughs> but until next week, when we bring you Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber, and we will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.